The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We have a fun show coming up. We got a, a fun and complicated uh, fab bidding period. We have a lot of games to talk about, a lot of players to talk about, a lot of struggling players, guys. We're still uh, still not hitting very well, and we have a week which the A's did not win a game. Right, coming up right next. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you please rate or review the podcast, it goes a long way towards help people find us. Uh, does a lot of good things for us. If you enjoy listening to us all year long, can leave a bunch of stars, a nice comment. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Jeff, we're in uh, we're in like the second week of May now. We're moving on the season. We're a month in. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Tired, but good. Uh, just traveled to see my family this weekend. So. Uh, Caught caught up a lot today, though. Uh, the benefit of an early flight is I had a little bit extra catch-up time, got home at a decent time. Uh, but, you know, hey, a lot happens in a couple of days, even if they don't play six games in a day. Crazy. The weather in the Midwest, you were there, Midwest and East Coast was crazy. It was like, I think there were nine nine postponed games on Friday and Saturday. That's like the, it's the most I can remember in quite a while. Yeah, six in one day on Friday night. Um, most of the, you know, we missed that. Uh, like, it poured all day on thursday but we flew in like thursday night so oh, that's we missed good it. so that was nice uh but uh yeah i got to just read all the cancellations trying to adjust lineups trying to guess who's gonna make it up this weekend who's gonna make it up later on you know usually division teams will make it up later on but even then like the reds and we're hosting the pirates i'm sure you're watching that series very closely uh we all were <laughs> of uh, course they already had a scheduled doubleheader for Saturday. So, yeah, you're not going to have doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. Okay, we'll make up a game later on because uh, it's a division game. But, you know, like but hey, the Cubs, the, they got to find a way to make it up. The Reds won twice this week, though. Yes, they did. Yes, that's, they did indeed, uh, that's my friend. twice more than the Oakland Athletics. I, we're still catching up to you, though. Uh, you're five games back. I think you're going to catch it up at some point. It's going to, yeah, it's a race to the bottom. Uh, I think the A's are uh, truly more abysmal than the Reds, believe it or not. It is, uh, it's funny that I always feel like, oh, they're eight and six. I told you it wasn't going to be that bad. I'm like, yeah, they have, uh, they just scored one run in and had 11 hits over the last three games before today. Today scored three runs quick, didn't score again. Um, They are truly putrid. They, they're they're tough. They got Laureano back. He went 0 for 4 today, but, you know, he'll, he'll help until he gets traded. Um, 
and I, I hate to sound so cynical, but it's true. Um, I think it is at least. So yeah, I, 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 I feel for you. Cause I mean, we're watching a teardown and there's more to come for both teams too. I think that's the sad part. Yeah. I'm kind of a Matt Lariano person anyway, but yeah, I, I like to see him get hot. I think they'll, they'll trade him at that point. Uh, Montas is the kind of the last piece, but uh, everybody's like, Oh, they're going to dump at the trade deadline. They're not going to be left. Like, I just don't think uh, it's, uh, it's going to be rough, but they're not very interesting. So let's, let's avoid talking about them. We have a, uh, we have some teams that are playing really well, though, Jeff. The Yankees are have allowed 75 runs total in the year. That's 17 less than any AL team. They're a plus 48 run differential right now. Uh, Yankees are playing really good baseball. I know I talked about it a little bit last week because they'd won a whole bunch in a row, but they're still 8-2 and two in the last 10. Um, pitching well, hitting pretty well. They're like fourth in the AL run, so not dominating there, but um, their pitching staff's been the big story. They are really, really, uh, really good at uh, not allowing runs, especially that uh, the back end of that bullpen with Green and, and Holmes and Chapman and, and Michael King. Um, those guys are all nasty. Yeah, uh, you know, and Green is starting to come around. Loisga, uh, not yeah. quite so much, but you know, if he does, I mean, that's it's even one more lockdown guy. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Holmes got the win today. Michael King got a got a win last week and pitched. Well, he actually gave up two runs today. It was a it was a shock. One of those things like I didn't know the guy could give up runs. So yeah, uh, but they've been they've been really good. And you got the Dodgers in the NL side, and their numbers are even more absurd. They've allowed sixty runs in twenty six games. Um, you know, I, I know they were hyped, but they might even be better than the hype. They have a plus seventy four run differential after twenty six games. It's truly absurd. There's only one other team that in the NL that's allowed under a hundred runs, and the Dodgers have allowed sixty. It's uh it's kind of unfair right now. It is. Uh, I mean, you look at them and you just see like, you know, how deep this team is because they don't have everybody firing on all cylinders. Freddie Freeman made a comment about that today. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've had a few guys that have been misfiring a little bit, but they just, they, they, they're so well constructed. It help, money helps. Um, yeah. you know, the, money, money plus being smart is a pretty, uh, pretty tough. It's a dangerous combination. Yeah, it really is. And you got a lot of smart teams without money. You got some money teams that aren't smart, but they are uh, they're at the top end of both of those things, and it makes them uh, really difficult. Uh, the Padres are hanging in there, though. I think the Padres are like a game and a half behind the Dodgers, playing really well. Uh, my question for you before we jump into the the Fab stuff and the fantasy week: What uh, in the AL West? Uh, the Astros have won seven in a row, but the Angels are still ahead of them. Do you think the Angels have any staying power in hanging with the Astros this season? I know we're only thirty games in. I think it's safe to say that the Rangers and A's, and likely the Mariners, are probably a year early to hang in there. Do you see this as a K walk for the Astros? I think the Angels can kind of uh, hang with them for a while. I mean, they have so much star power. The Angels do that. If those guys stay healthy, then they can hang. But yeah. I think that they're just their margins are are thinner. I mean, I, I think that there's a it, you know there there's such a high ceiling when you put Trout, Otani, uh, and Rendon in the middle of that lineup. They get keep getting contributions from Ward and Walsh and yeah, Marsh. Been great. Uh, you know the, the all of a sudden that's a six man lineup Then yep. they got to figure out second base. They got to, you know, they got to get something, anything from catcher, but uh, it's, it's a credible lineup and, and the rotations credible. They, they need Thor to be, they need Thor to be solid. Uh, they need some of their other starters, you know, you know, I don't know if the six man rotation can work all season long, but they need their starters to be pretty good. Patrick Sandoval was a little unlucky today, I think, uh, but He's pretty good. Yeah, he was, uh, he was really good through five and then kind of uh, sputtered in the sixth there. He yeah. may have just been gassed. 
Yeah. Um, he, he might've been, it wasn't hot here today. It was the funny thing, but, uh, yeah, no, it was not, it was actually nice. Uh, the, the Thor stuff's interesting. Like it's just amazing what a different pitcher he is than he was even a couple years ago. If you look at his, his strikeout rate so far, I mean, the ERA is really good at two six, but his strikeout rate's 14.6%. It's, it's wild what a different pitcher is. And he's swinging strike rate still pretty good, but it seems like he gets to two strikes and just can't finish guys off in terms of punch outs. He's getting out, but, uh, at some point he's going to have to get above, you know, get, make that higher and to, to sustain with the, uh, the ERA is going to start to get hit at some point. The Babs two thirty right now. That's going to go up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what his summer looks like because I'm not super optimistic at the moment, despite the uh, the good the good start on the surface so far. Yeah, I mean the the numbers suggest that they're for real. I mean they're they're averaging almost they're averaging averaging over four point six runs per game. Yeah, uh, the, their offense is legit. They're, they're not going as good at run prevention as the Astros, but they if they bludgeon teams, they yep. might they, they may still get there and. There's three teams in the division that, well, two teams, two and a half teams in the division they can bludgeon. I'm, I'm, I don't think we've seen the, I, I, I don't think the Mariners are that story is over with yet. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree there. I think we're probably a year or two away from them like really competing, but I think that uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't finish around 500 somewhere in there. Yeah, I saw Jared Kelnick signs of life this weekend, but uh, desperately needed that. Uh, and of course, they got Kirby. They went with George Kirby today, yeah. who was awesome. Didn't get any run support, of course, uh, but you know that, that they they have the seeds of a pretty good team. They just they had they a do. really rough rough week. Uh, the Astros took care of them pretty handily. That was the thing that had to be discouraging is it was at the hands of a division rival too. Yeah, and the one that you're kind of trying to stick up for. Yeah, I think the Angels. Your point, I think, it was key. I mean, and not only does the, the pitch have to pitch well, but they've got to stay healthy because they've. They're, there's not a lot of depth there. They have like the five guys and they find the six, but um, you know, if Lorenzen's got to keep pitching well, Detmers has got to break out a little more. Thor's got to yeah. stay healthy. It just, it's a really thin line of if they can, they can keep those guys pitching. Cause Lotani, it seems like they've got to pretty much go with the six man rotation just to keep him. They could kind of, it'd be tough to move that around. So he goes six, everybody else goes five. Cause there's off days and not off days it makes it tough, but um, they just need all those guys to stay healthy, which is a tough ask. Yeah, it is. I wonder if they went too deep with Lorenzo in the previous start against the White Sox. Remember, he took it into the ninth inning, yeah. took a shutout in the ninth inning. And I know there, there, he probably uh, he was pushing for that. Uh, it's not like he's a victim here. But at the same time, yeah, maybe that, that took a toll. He wasn't as good in his next start. You know, I think the, the counter argument is, well, he gets the extra day of rest, right? But I don't know. I, I think it's the exertion, the toll. It's just I, as important. I love, as the, I love the Angels announcers blaming the ball the other night when Taylor Ward actually flew out to the warning track and sitting in a home run. It was like they were so stunned that he didn't uh, get a hit that they were blaming the ball. It was correct. That, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's uh, like oh, it's the ball. That's a home. It was. It was. He like I forget who it was, but he was. He was freaking out pretty good. So yeah, not the not the worst freak out of the weekend. Uh, Chris Woodward had the worst one there with the Glaber Torres home run. Uh, <laughs> like oh, this joke of a ballpark. Blah blah blah. Right. But then did uh, the the. Uh, What's the name of the Twitter feed? Uh, would it would it gong? Uh, would it? Uh, oh yeah, it yeah, gong? yeah. Uh, uh, I'll get it right at some point in time. I'm showing my old age here, but it said that it was a home run in 28 out of 30 ballparks, basically, <laughs> and it was a rocket. So, yeah. boo hoo. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, cry me a river there. But um, let's jump into the fantasy part. We've got uh, we have a really really busy week of baseball this week for all those on the West Coast. There's a 9 a.m. game tomorrow morning. Make sure that you have lineups in. There's also a 10 a.m. game tomorrow morning. So there are there's a lot of action in the morning. Uh, if you would live on the West Coast, you probably need to set your lineups tonight, which sounds a, a little bit daunting at the moment. But I have to do that myself. We have uh, Royals and Orioles at uh, 9 a.m. and then 10 a.m. We have Rangers and Yankees. 
And then we jumped back to 3.35 uh, is the next game, Pacific time. So noon Eastern is the first game. Uh, my A's this week, Jeff, nine games. I'm not sure as long as we're doing this podcast, we've had a nine-game no. uh, – a team played nine games and nine nine-inning games too. It's not like we even have the seven-inning doubleheaders. Uh, this is going to be a long week for the A's bullpen. Double double header. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the in and out weekend. Uh, but uh, you know, like, the A's don't have any secret sauce, so they're in trouble. But they, uh, they do not. They're throwing guys out. It's going to be their bullpen is going to be. They're going to have to get some, uh, you know, up and down from Vegas and AAA. But it's going to be a rough week on the bullpen. They got to hope that uh, Montas and Blackburn. They're both supposed to pitch twice a week. They got to better hope those two guys go deep because um, the rest of them, it's going to be it's going to be a long week in the bullpen. Well, you know what. I'm, I'm annoyed at them already. The Tuesday night debacle against the, I think it was Tuesday night. I was picking up my daughter from volleyball. So that's why I think that um, they, where they had the save situation against the Rays uh, and, or maybe it was Monday, but they went with Kirby Sneed in the ninth, not Jimenez, not Trevino, Kirby Sneed. Yeah. And of I, course, I predictably think... they gave up that game and then it got yeah. blown out in extra innings. <laughs> Trevino got housed in extra innings. Yes, he um, did. I was somewhere when that happened because I wasn't watching. So I think it was Tuesday. It must have been Tuesday. I'm trying to remember where I was last week. That, that's asking a lot. But I think that they went with Danny Jimenez in the eighth because it was like the high leverage top of the lineup for the Rays. But I can buy that. But the problem is then you Sneed got four, five, six. So it wasn't like it was he got the middle and they got the bottom. He got one, two, three, and then four. It just it obviously it obviously didn't work. But uh yeah, it's uh it's been rough. But nine games this week. So if you do have any A's players, they play five games in the first half, four in the second half, a lot of games there. Uh, Detroit, who is one of the doubleheaders the A's have, they have eight games this week. Um, and a note on the lighter side, if you have uh, any Red Sox, Blue Jays, or Braves, some pretty good offenses that will – I should say good offensive players. The Red Sox are not a good offense right now. Uh, they have five games this week, so that uh, that really matters there too. Um, Jeffrey, if you're looking at uh, streaming some offense this week, are there any teams that jumped out to you like, wow, I, I really like the schedule. I want to get some of those guys this week. Um, I think you, your outline even says zero streaming schedule. So uh, <laughs> that would be, be a no, dog. That's, a, that's supposed to be O streaming says like offense. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but no, actually, I mean, there. I, I look for players. I mean, yeah, you yeah. want to you want to tackle the A's. You want to tackle the Reds. Um, but do you? I, I just I looked at the A's and I was like, well, I, I, if I had Sean Murphy or um, you know uh, Loriano, but they're not take they're taking anywhere. I, Pinder would be my guy. That there's not like guys no, I no, really want to attack. No, I would want to have A's. hitters going against the A's as much. Yeah, that, that's that's fair too. And I mean, the Tigers have an interesting schedule. They have five against the A's pitching, three against Baltimore. Um, that one lines up. Uh, that one's lines up pretty well. I know Baltimore has had some good starts in there, but I think uh, the Tigers, if they're going to score some runs, is a pretty good week for it. Yeah, I mean, the A's rotation is not that bad. It's the problem is the bullpen, like you said. But yeah, and the Tigers' offense is hideous. Yeah, that that's the other part. That's a problem. Is Okay, well, you know, which tiger are you going to pick up? Which tiger hitter are you going to pick up there? There's not a lot. I mean, obviously the the good ones are already rostered, but I guess you could kind of go with a Miguel Cabrera if Akil Badu is dropped in your league. Maybe you could experiment there, but um, there isn't a lot to get excited about. Uh, Meadow, Austin Meadows missed the weekend with an illness. Uh, Candelaria has been bad. I mean, Derek Hill batted leadoff. I mean, maybe that's your option. Uh, quietly with all the bad rookies, Spencer Torkinson's kind of flown on the radar a little bit. He's in a buck 67 with a 34% K rate. It's not been good there either for, despite the, uh, the couple of long home runs have been fun, but um, it has not been a good first month for Torkelson either. A lot of learning on the job with these prospects, yeah. you know, some are coming around Bobby Witt's coming around. Yep. Um, he had, we had some fun exit velocity readings from him over the weekend. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that are struggling a lot. 
I feel uh, like Julio Rodriguez is coming around too. And if nothing I else, he's, he's got nine stolen bases. So he's at least uh, fantasy coming around for sure. But uh, he's at the 230 at least, but still a lot of strikeouts. It's uh, It's been tough. Do you think Jared Kelnick got last another week in the majors? I thought he might have gotten sent down on Friday, but they didn't do the the, the deed. He did homer yesterday. Yeah, and he has a stolen base. Yeah, stolen base too, but um it's rough. It's uh, a 30, it's a 36% strikeout rate, too. It's just and it, it, the hard it was part was at 40, him, so progress. Uh, there you go. Yeah. The hard part with him is it's not just like, oh, it's 25 games. It was 90 games last year, too. Yeah. He was legit yeah. pretty bad. He hit a buck 80 in 90 games. He's 175 through 460 plate appearances. A, Starting to be like not the smallest sample in the world, so it's uh, they have to be concerned, yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Um, and they've got a ready made solution or swap out with Kyle Lewis. I don't know about solution, yeah. that might be overstating the case, but Kelly's already sitting a little bit here and there, too. Yeah, and, and Lewis has two home runs, I think, in the minors already in his rehab assignment. I, I have to think that's the, that's the easy swap out, just. Because yeah. you know, one thing you don't want to do is have Lewis come up and Kelnick suddenly plays two or three times a week, and that just that's just hurting anything. Exactly. Uh, then we've got uh, the Dodgers have a good week this week. Obviously, most of their players are rostered anyway, but three at Pittsburgh and four against Philly is pretty nice. Uh, the Royals head to Coors Field, so they have three at Texas and three in Colorado. Also pretty uh, pretty nice there. But it should be a big uh, a big week of offense. There is a a lot of teams playing a lot of games this week. Or this week. Uh, there are there are, and some of these are makeups, and some of these are scheduled doubleheaders. Uh, yep. I think. The A's Angels uh, doubleheader, for instance, on Saturday that that is scheduled, just like Reds Pirates was last week, just like Mets Phillies was last week. Divisional games, yep. and that's that's where they're making up the stagger for the late start. Yep, for sure. Um, so let's jump into Fab. I mentioned at the top, Fab was uh, Fab was a little complicated and tough this week. You know, on Thursday it looked like we could be having. Um, there's a lot of talk of Fabapalooza. We had a couple years ago where all the rookies got called up in the same week, and there was a ton of bids. It started to look like that might be the case, but then a lot of these ones, uh, you know, had a little of a cold water thrown on them. Uh, Jared Duran in, in Boston got sent back down. Uh, Royce Lewis, the twin stud rookie, got called up, and then Carlos Correa. Uh, turned out his hand was not fractured, or, or so his injury is not that bad, so he's maybe up for only a little bit. Um, you know, same with uh, Jose Miranda in in Minnesota. Um, so some of these like really big bids uh, we, we're we're hoping for, you know, maybe uh, looking forward to didn't uh, didn't quite happen. Although Juan uh, Yepes, I don't know if I'm saying that. Right. I hope I'm saying that right. In the with in St. Louis, I think it's just Juan Yepes, but Juan Yepes. All right. Um, he I had some big bids. He actually hit really well, and he played a lot. He was hitting fifth every day this week. So let's start with him. Um, where were you on uh, Yepes? Obviously, uh, showed a lot of pop in the minors last year, um, hitting fifth uh, almost every day this week. Uh, had a home run uh, today to kind of boost his value. Hitting uh, hitting 474 through 20 plate appearances. Obviously, super small sample, but you know, doing well. Um, showing uh, showing that he could hit, and it seems like the Cardinals uh, are willing to give him a shot. What do you think is in terms of uh, is he staying up? Do you think he stays six for a while? Uh, how aggressive were you with the bids on him? Not aggressive enough, uh, yeah. at least in my main events. I did get him in yogurt, and I got him in one of my two online championships. Uh, I, I had to settle for Jesus Aguiar and uh, another. I like which... I like that settle, by the way. Yeah, I do too. I think it's, yeah. I think they're equivalent. And I spent 13 on Aguilar and, you know, Bez went for a lot more. My two I mains, think, uh, he went for over 200. I take Aguilar rest of the season right now, by the way. Um, well, he's got the playing time locked yeah. in. I just like Aguilar too, so I'm, I'm a little biased there. But, yeah, he went for uh, 222 in one of my mains. Then he went for uh, one – a little a little cheaper, 115 in one of mine. I was kind of in the – 
in the 80s and 90s, uh, didn't especially need a corner maybe in any spot, and I just didn't want to totally break the bank not knowing what was going to happen there. But he felt to me like of the rookie call-ups, he's the, he's the most likely to stick for a while. Yeah, 201 and 222 in my wow. respective mains. Um, That's aggressive, yeah. I did want him. I, I was in the 100. I think I was going to say, like were, you guys, were you guys triple digits? Yeah. and No, no. I think I, I, I wasn't there. I was in Scarf. I think I was in, in triple digits. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, one thing, I think it's a good thing, too, about have, having a partner is you s- tend to temper your bids more than yeah. you raise them. Uh, in yogurt, I got them for 73 with a second place bid of 55. So oh, that, that worked out nice pretty bid. well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, I, there is a debate uh, on our in our space our Twitter space about whether he's one of the guys that could get sent down pretty quickly. Like compare that versus the twins, Miranda versus, you know, uh, versus Royce Lewis. And I agree that Miranda and Royce Lewis are threats. I did pick up another twin. However, Alex Kirilov was available in one of my mains. Wow. That's an interesting drop into 15. What, uh, what, what was that price? Uh, I, we got him for 73 with a backup of 45. So oh, I like, I like that buy. I would have been, I probably would have been in the low triple digits for him. I, I really like that price on him. Yeah. I, the thing is, I feel more comfortable about him sticking. He's got a hit. Yeah. I mean, the twins have aspirations and they've, they're off to a good enough start that they, they, and, and Detroit's off to a bad enough start. And so are the white Sox that they could, uh, that they can sustain those aspirations. I know the white Sox have caught fire over the weekend. So, uh, that they're going to have to stay on it pretty good. But uh, Kirilov was the hot name last yeah. year, year and a half, and two he, years ago. And he wasn't horrible last year. I mean, the OBP was low he in walk, but he, he only struck out 20% of the time his first time through. He had a barrel rate of 13%. Like, I was I was really excited by, by Kirilov what we saw. I mean, it's a matter of him staying healthy. That's been the issue so far. But, um, yeah, I would certainly have bid him over Miranda and Royce Lewis. That's a, that's a pretty good – I like that. And I bid him over Yepes, too, actually. I would have, he was I would my have first also, choice. Yeah. I would have too. So I, I do like that. That's an interesting one. And hopefully he can stay healthy. Cause I do think, uh, I think he showed a lot last year in 60 games. I think he actually hit. Yeah. What did you do with the two of the twins rookies? Uh, Jose Miranda, you know, obviously the big, uh, big power bat uh, Royce Lewis, more of a uh, guy that can get you some steals, obviously a, a super exciting process. He's had a lot of injuries, pretty much missed most of the last couple of years. But like I mentioned before, Carlos Correa, the injury is apparently not bad. They sound like he's unlikely to play on Tuesday, but should be pretty quick after that. Um, Luis Arias should be coming off the COVID IL here at some point. Um, kind of takes two spots there. Do you think either guy sticks? Do you think they obviously want these guys to play every day? Do you think they go back down? The Twins don't have a ton of infielders. It was weird that I think Royce Lewis was the only other infielder on the 40-man, which is when they, they kind of seemed like maybe they called him up for that reason. Um, obviously, he's an exciting prospect. Moran's an exciting power prospect. Uh, where are you on the bids with these? I found these really difficult to figure out uh, what to bid on these guys, not knowing if they're going to be on the Twins on like Thursday. That that was what slowed my roll quite a bit. I I was nowhere close. Uh, and in some cases too, it's a, fit, a matter of fit. Like one of my two mains, we're loaded with middle infielders. Yeah. Uh, so Royce Lewis really wasn't a major target. Now he, I know he's a former number one overall pick, but you're also talking about a guy that missed all of last season because yeah. he slipped on ice, um, and you know had had his entire knee torn up. So. I don't know. Um, I, I think he's back down in the minors at the end of the week. Uh, I think Miranda might stick longer because of the Sano injury, yeah. but I'm not sure. I, I think Kirloff is going to get more playing time than Miranda, though. Uh, I do, too. I think Kirloff has, is, obviously has, doesn't have the risk of getting sent back down. Royce Lewis was really interesting in my leagues. He went for 126 with a backup 55 in one of my main events. I was not close to that. 
My second main event, I actually got him. Uh, 22 bucks. I just kind of had a keep modest bit in there. Like if I get yeah. this and he gets sent back down, who cares? It's $22. If he sticks for some reason, or it's Correa. They find something in that that's messed up like 22 bucks. I'll take that risk. And if I have to drop next week, like who cares? I was really surprised that, uh, with that big of a name, he slid through. Cause say my other league, he went for 126. It's like 52 and one of mine. And then, and the other 57. So kind of in the same range, uh, who I think it also kind of depends on who your drop is too. Uh, I dropped Josh Harrison, so that was pretty not very difficult. Harrison can play at three different positions, but he can. They just not very well at the moment, and yeah. uh, not playing every day. True, um, not playing well either, which uh, which doesn't help. Yuan Moncada is also back tomorrow too. Um, so kind of these are all good points. You know, squeezes it a little bit. I just, I, I mean, I was fine with Harrison. I had like three bids in there to drop Harrison. I wasn't like, oh my god, I need to get rid of this guy. Let me put in ten conditionals, but. Um, I don't know. I figured it was worth uh, gambling a week to see what Lewis can do. He was my third bid in there for 20 bucks. I figured uh, you just never know. And uh, you know, maybe you fall into an exciting player who can steal some bases, but um, I didn't really think I was going to get him more than anything, but uh, at 22 bucks, um, I-, I was worth, it was worth the shot. Oh yeah. I, I agree with the concept there entirely. Um, other guys. Um, I want to talk to you guys about my guy in the reds. It's actually my top bid. The guy that I had in above uh, Royce Lewis this week was Brandon Drury for uh, for your Cincinnati Reds. Hitting second this week. I know that Jonathan India and Joey Votto are both out right now. And Senzel's out too. So there's a lot of open spots. But um, Drury is uh, is hitting well. He's uh, he, has, he has second, third, and outfield eligibility, in uh, at least in the NFBC. Um, but I looked, you know, 274. He's got five home runs already. Uh, but you look at how hard he's hitting the ball. 50% hard hit rate, 18% braille rate, making a lot of loud contact right now. Um, a, do you buy any of it? I mean, he hit the ball pretty well last year when he was with the Mets. Obviously, he's only 50 games. Uh, B, does he have playing time kind of when all these guys come back? How do you think that works out as a Red fan? Yeah, he's no longer known as the guy that's holding Vlad back. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that, that, that was him, wasn't it? That's right. It was him. Yeah. Uh, I'm conflicted. I mean – what he is doing right now, you know, you, you mentioned the barrel rate. He's had 10 barrels this year. He had four all of last season. He had two the year before that, according to Savant. Yeah. Uh, and that, that it makes me think like, okay, well, he's showing real improvement, but he's also 29. Right. Can he learn a new trick or is he just on a heater? Uh, I tend to think it's the latter. I had been, he was in my string of bids. He was not my top target. Uh, but he was a target, uh, you know, especially because, you know, middle corner outfield. I yeah. mean, that's five positions that's, technically. That's, that's what I really like there too. If he, um, I mean, say it's a heater, but he doesn't fall back to Toronto, you know, hitting whatever he hit 180 that year. Um, do you, how do you think the playing time works out? Do you think he has a chance to kind of carve out a role five days a week or so? Yeah. Well, on this, on this team, <laughs> But I mean, you, I mean, India's gonna be back. Uh, Votto's gonna be back. I mean, it's gonna like, be a while before India comes back. First of all, Votto and Senzella are a couple days away, so they're quicker. But yeah, yeah. you're right on. You're right on India. They you obviously seems like he rushed back a little bit maybe this time, and they won't do that again. I would assume. Yeah, I mean, Mustakis's best position is DH, so you put Drury at third, and that that solves that a little bit. But I can see it. Um, uh, the Mike Mustakis complete lack of power has become very strange over these last three seasons. Well, he, he's so hurt. Yeah, I mean, you just think I, he's just I, not the same guy physically anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I still think I, – I, I do think that eventually – I mean, yeah, Colin Rand was on a, a one-day heater, so yeah, I don't know. Two maybe, today, yeah. Uh, maybe he plays some third base too. I mean, but when we're talking about that, I mean, these are all guys that 
they're just going to play the hot hand with. Yeah. Drury's going to go through a, a stretch where he probably struggles again. Um, it's a hot, it's a hot bet against the Pirates. I mean, I, I think we got to keep that in mind. That's that uh, is that is very fair too. They the Pirates and Reds uh, tend to not uh, not uh, stop run. They had a Coors Field series already too. Uh, oh, yeah, he's doing some things that are really nice. Drury is. Yeah. Uh, so I like it. And he, he's cut down on his K's a little bit from 25 to 22 and a half. That's good. I mean, he could be useful. I mean, like I said, I we had bids on him. I'm not distraught that they didn't win. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I wanted him. I was, I mean, but I was in the 30s and 40s. So obviously I can't be distraught about someone I'm bidding that for. He went for like 56 in my league where he was available in my main event. But um, I like the second and third in the outfit. I like the hard contact. I, I agree with you. It's probably a heater, but uh I was kind of interested in, in riding the heater here for a couple of weeks and kind of seeing mm-hmm. where it's out. Obviously, you know, summer sure. summer hitting in that ballpark. If someone maybe had figured something out, uh, would be would be pretty interesting. You know what you want to see though in a case like that is okay. Well, I bid twenty five, but the winning bid was one hundred and seventeen. Of course, <laughs> and then yeah. you you don't feel so bad. Now, when it, when you get outbid by ten, fifteen bucks, you're like, well, I could have used yeah. him, and I I, I always love when someone goes way too high. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't gonna give him anyway, so that's uh, it, yeah. it's fair there. Um, a few other names, uh, it kind of in that uh, in that world. There's a lot of people that are happy for your Reds, by the way. There are multiple comments about the Reds finding winning series. It's, it's our cool. Reds. It's a collective it's, hour. You know, it's, it's not it's not just me and you. It's the whole listening listener Terriet. I mean, I. Just, I Listener Terriot. Wow, that was nice. Thank you. Um, another youthful name that we talked about a bunch early in the season. Now, Bryson Stott got called back up by the Phillies with uh, Didi mm-hmm. Gregorius going on the IL. Um, another shot through here for Stott. Obviously, the first time through was very rough. Hit a buck 33, did not homework, did not steal a base, struck out a ton. Uh, but someone that, you know, obviously was a, a prospect pedigree. Everybody's excited about him. He's the 14th overall pick in 2019. Uh, when he got when he made the team, everybody's excited. Um, are you, were you buying in on here? Uh, you know, maybe, uh, he'll play a bunch with, uh, you know, Bell and Boehm can play third. Now he could play short, uh, Camaro kind of, kind of float between the two. Um, do you think they give him another shot here? Were you, were you bidding on Stott this week? I was not bidding on Stott. Um, but then again, I, I mean, at least they're going to play him at one spot, but I don't know if they're going to play him every day. That's the thing that worries yeah. me a little bit. I think they're going to play Camargo. I do too. Uh, and that bothers me. Um, I don't know how long. Didi is out. If he's out just the minimum 10 to 10 to 15 days. Yeah. Then what I, are we getting? I looked for a bunch for that to see if I could figure something out there. And it seems like uh, not really that figure out of ball. It seems like he's got the knee strain. There was no set timetable. Um, I haven't, I looked, I looked cause I was looking at Stott and I looked and I don't think they know how long he's gonna be out, but I didn't, it didn't seem like it's a three month thing, but maybe, uh, maybe a couple weeks more than, more than anything, but uh, always yeah. hard to know in those things. Um, Someone's asking the chat a couple names uh, we want to talk about uh, that weren't available in NFBC, but obviously we're you know working on a lot of different leagues. I'll get to the pitcher in a second, but um, Alec Thomas uh, got called up by the Diamondbacks, a pretty exciting prospect um, in our NFBC leagues. Uh, he was not available because he just got called up today, um, so we uh, we weren't able to bid on him because he wasn't in the player pool yet. He'll be interesting for next week, but obviously a lot of people play different kind of leagues. People play leagues where you can pick up minor league guys. Um, it seemed like the the Twitter buzz afternoon was pretty darn excited that Thomas was getting called up, and that people seemed to be. Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty fired up about him. Number 50 prospect in James Anderson's prospect rankings. Power and speed combo. That's the thing that's interesting. That's that's what gets people excited. In uh, 34 games last year at AAA, eight homers, five, uh, five stolen bases, four and three respectively so far this year. Now, granted, Reno is a very nice place to hit. Yep. But 
we also have pedigree here. Second round pick in 2018. He's been a prospect all the way through. So yeah, it, it's exciting times, and it's predicated by uh, you know uh, Carson Kelly going on the IL. They're putting Varsho back behind the plate, and that's going to be uh, you know it might be a permanent thing again here. Yeah. We'll see. Because uh, Carson Kelly was having a terrible year prior to the injury too. They may just say Varsho, you're now our starting catcher. I can uh, I can definitely uh, co-sign that Reno is a good place to hit. I actually worked on a worked for a minor league team in Reno for a summer as the PA announcer. No, and, nice. uh, there were some bombs hit at that place by guys who probably should not be hitting bombs. Yeah, yeah. We even, uh, we even had a, we haven't had a fan hit one out. We did a promotion every night where if, uh, uh, you bring a call a fan out and if they had a home run, the entire stadium wins cell phones. And uh, we may oh, have called, snap. we may have called someone out that we thought would have a chance to maybe make some good contact after a, like a month of nobody doing anything and like three pitches and the guy hit a home run and the place went nuts. It was actually pretty fun. Yeah, that had to be pretty expensive though. Uh, it was one of those things. It was like a sponsor by self. Yeah, all insured and sponsored by self a company. You you got the free phone, but you had to sign up for service. So there was a big there was a big catch in there, but uh, of it course, was still kind of, it was still kind of fun to tell everybody they want a cell phone. It was still in the days where that was like a you didn't get cell phones for free, so it was kind of a, a kind of a big thing. Well, yeah, and you had to pay for the minutes, or you had right. to. You exactly. know, I used to have a cell phone. You know, I'd pay fifteen minutes at a time, and yeah, we were <laughs> cheap, of course, too. So cheap um, slash poor. Some uh, some other guys in here. Uh, Josh Rojas uh, back for the Diamondbacks. Uh, some fucking Diamondbacks right now. Yeah. Uh, another a second short outfield eligible guy. Um, I had some bids in on him, but as I looked closer, I was kind of less enthused. It was just kind of I looked at his last year, and he hit 550 plate appearances last year, 11 home runs, nine stolen bases. You know, good, but hit 264. Like I just I found it hard to get super excited. And again, the interesting part is if he leads off like he did a bunch last year, then you're going to kind of fall into a bunch of runs. If he steals 20, 10, 12 bags, he's worth it. The multi-eligibility is nice, but I kind of pulled back my bids a little bit once I looked a little deeper into him. He's uh, he's 27. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of upside with Rojas, although I think he might just be fine. We held him in one of our mains oh, this right. whole time. So, so they didn't have to waste fab money when we waste true. a spot for seven weeks. So there's that, but or whatever, six weeks. I was gonna say, hasn't I was gonna say he's been close to there. It hasn't been that far. I think this is week that. six of Fab. Yeah, um, I think I think you're right with that. Um, he went for 79 bucks in my main event, so that's uh, it's a pretty decent uh, decent price for for a guy. Um, I think it's one of those things like looking for a bats in a deeper league. It makes sense, but uh, yeah. I wasn't willing to go triple digits on the guy. That makes sense. Yeah, I think he's again keep him honest, but it is appropriate. A guy who is it's kind of interesting to me right now. He's not available in many main events, but a lot of 12 teamers is Yadiel Hernandez in Washington. Seems like he's playing a lot more and making a lot of uh, solid contact. We talked about Drewy earlier. Uh, Hernandez has a 14% bell rate right now, 44% hard hit rate, couple home runs, uh, hitting 371. Obviously, that's absurd. You know, his uh, his bat up's 436. Uh, but he's a guy who hit 273 last year across almost 300 plate appearances. Yeah. I think the bat's pretty good. He doesn't strike out a lot. Strikeout rate was uh, only 20% last year. We're looking at 19% this year. Um, if he blends that with this newfound hard contact, I think there's playing time to be had in Washington. I think that there's a lot of guys there that, you know, you're not really worried about. Uh, Yadiel's 34. Obviously, he's a guy that came over from Cuba, I believe. Um, so he's not a young guy, but it seems like he uh, he's kind of finding his way at the moment. Yeah, and uh, it, it, this is the the. Can you believe this guy is hitting this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> th- this number to, uh, guy, and we're now on week six or whatever. So yeah, um, I, I think it's worth noting. You know, we're all you know a lot of times we were focused on Lane Thomas versus Victor Robles. Well, yeah. no, it's the answer is Yadiel Hernandez. Although again, where you know it's the where's the fantasy goodness? Two homers, one stolen base. Yeah, you'd like to have a little bit more of one or the other. 
because uh, the batting average isn't going to last forever. Yeah, you, the, the worry is that he doesn't hit a lot of fly balls, so he's hitting the ball hard. I don't know if the home runs are really going to come, but uh, off a off a fab pick, I, he was in my mix there, someone that I do I do like. Uh, Edward Olivares was popular this week too, but he got hurt today. He got hurt in the yep. first game of a doubleheader, had a quad injury. The quotes were um, kind of murky enough for me to not feel good that it was day-to-day, so I kind of pulled off all my bids on Olivares. He's an interesting guy that we talked about a lot last year that got you know called up and down from AAA like 13 times. Um, the skills are interesting. I don't know how the playing time will work out, but uh, it kind of became uh, became moot for me once he got hurt today. Yeah, I was just going to say the Royals punitively sent him down just for that between games, but uh, yeah, no, doubt. no, they were on the road, so they couldn't do it. You know, I, I actually have him an AL tout, and he's kind of borderline even there. I, I got him in the reserves. I think are like the last one dollar player on my roster there, but I, I, I like Justin Mason. Just you know, said he he had bids. Yeah. lined up and pulled all of them you know i i thought about lining up some bids and because the opportunity is there he is one of the beneficiaries to escobar being out um uh not escobar um Mondesi. Mondesi, sorry wrong, wrong old you know name <laughs> wrong uh, old royal yeah yeah uh but yeah i i think yeah I, I you know with him you don't know quad injuries are dangerous uh yeah. you know they they tend to linger a lot um yeah. when because I, we when don't I... know they're on the road etc cetera, etc cetera, I, I scaled back I did too. I would have. I would have had some decent bids on him when I when I saw the news. I just I kind of pulled them all back. I just didn't. I didn't want to bid big on someone that you know suddenly goes on the IL right away. Uh, Robert Matthews in the chat. At chat asked, so we're talking about Joe, Josh Rojas. Would you rather have Josh Rojas or Man, Manuel Mar- Manny Margot? Uh, Manny Margot easily for me. I really like Manny Margot as a fancy player this year. Uh, I know he was great this weekend. Had three home runs, but uh, I drafted him in the main event earlier uh, this this offseason. I I really like him as a guy that uh, will 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 fall into some home runs, stolen base for you. Just kind of put him in there. I know he platoons a little bit, but I think the end of the year numbers will be will be pretty useful. You know, he's he's good for 10 stolen bases every year, yeah. right? Um, one of these years, he might play more and end up with 20. I mean, the fact that they sent Josh Lowe down probably yeah. indicates a little bit more playing time in the near future. He, he didn't start, what was it, Friday? And he still had a three-run homer. So, or at least a homer and three RBI. So uh, It was. It was a three-run homer off um, run. all Seawald late in the game. Yeah. Uh, now, he... Prior to this, but, you know, he, he wasn't having a good season prior to this last week. But you ask for miracles, I give you the A's and the Mariners. Yeah, it's it's nice when you when you face those guys. Um, last note, I think if you need a catcher, I do think it's time to uh, re-pick up Danny Jansen. I really liked, uh, liked him coming to the year. I think he's about uh, seven to ten days off with that oblique, probably going to rehab assignment. Sounds like he's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, he was about the only catcher that I was interested in this week. And if, I was I was even okay starting him this week with the thought that you can start next week because the catcher is in a 15-teamer. Um, you know, give me that over the the one for 14, and I'll go ahead and play Jansen next week. I like him enough that I'm, I'm good with a week of zeros. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, it, you know, I yeah, I, I don't e- I don't even know which leagues he, he might have been available in. I, I wasn't as big on MJ Melendez. I think I was – I mean, I have Ryan Jeffers as my number two catcher, I think. I, in two I like that. And yeah, I mean that. He's been fine, so I'm not going to dedicate big-time resources. But I could be getting an upgrade. I mean, Ryan Jeffers might turn into a pumpkin, or he might just establish himself as the full-time guy in Minnesota, too. I don't know. If I had Ryan Jeffers as my number two, I would not be looking to add one. I'll put it that way. That was my conclusion. I had much, I had much worse options in, so I, uh, there you I'm go. good with those. Uh, let's talk about some pitching fab. But first, a note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jeff, so the big uh, the big pitching one, kind of like we had in the offense, we talked about uh, Alec Thomas. Uh, George Kirby was uh, is the big, big pitching call-up, but obviously not available in the NFBC again, but obviously he'll play a lot of different leagues. Uh, Kirby is very exciting, really highly rated prospect, and managed to uh, come out today and just absolutely deal today. He pitched uh, he pitched really well today for the Mariners. Uh, prices uh, went up today as the day went along, if you were able to pick up guys today. He's going to pitch once more before NFBC bids. Um one more gem out of Kirby, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a huge, huge. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's really going to be is. awesome to behold. Yeah. Um, and you know, unlike Matt, his teammate Matt Brash, Kirby was already known for being having good control. Yeah. So, by the way, he faces the Mets in New York. Uh, uh, that's going to be it's going to be a fun. I mean, that, that's a tough start, but that's a fun start. I mean, he six innings, six shot innings against the Rays today, seven strikeouts, no walks, four hits. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's really fun. You mentioned the you mentioned the walk rate. I mean, we're talking five percent, six percent, five percent in the minors. When you see a guy like yeah. that that's striking guys out, that's very rare. Usually, we see the guy, the big striking guys that comes with the walks, or they learn that, or they have low walks and not many strikeouts. It's a it's a pretty good combo right here. Um, I guess the only one concern and the thing that uh, you have to wonder with the, with the bids next week, or if you have him in, a, in, in you can pick him up tonight in your league, it's just the innings. I don't know how many innings they're going to let him go. He threw. I'm going to be bad at math, but 67 and two third innings last year across uh, A and double A. I just don't know his limits. He's already thrown 24 innings in the minors and another six days. He's thrown 30 innings already this year. Um, I kind of think like something like a hundred is maybe his max. I don't, I don't know what we're looking at, but I don't think it's a, I don't think he's throwing 150 innings or anything like that this year. Probably not, but they go six man rotation anyhow. So you don't yeah. have to worry about on a per start basis as much. He went six today. Yeah, I mean, he did. He, he was super efficient, but that's who he is. I mean, that's kind of the point. I think he, you know the Mets and the he goes Mets and Red Sox on the road for his next two starts. If all everything holds, now say if they shorten that rotation, I don't think they will. But if they do, that instead of Boston, he gets at Toronto, which you know, we don't want that. No. So let let's because they do have an off day next week uh, or this up this upcoming week. And I'm going to ask you first, Anthony Gialdi asked in the chat, what what would you guess Kirby's bids in the main event if he performs well? at the Mets uh, in his second start here. Obviously, we have off the gem today against the Rays. Say if he goes, I don't know, six innings, gives up two runs, strikes out seven. A really good start. Uh, what do you think we're looking at in terms of like an average bid next week? I think we're an average, looking... An average winning bid. Somewhere in the 200s, right? Yeah, see, I think that's low. I think we're going... I think we're going... I think we're going three to four next... I think we're going 350 to 450 next week if he has another gem. I think people are going to be really excited about it. I think excitement's warranted... But I think the way the season's going with the offensive environment, I think you need to be 
more aggressive on the hitters than the pitchers. It's a fair. And, I think it's a fair point. Uh, so maybe that's why the uh, Pez bids maybe makes sense to a lot of people. I mean, how many how many people have Taylor Reward second place bid regret remorse right now? Yeah, no doubt right there. He's been, and I'm. It's funny because early in the season we're like, why would they play Taylor Ward instead of Joe Adele? I'm taking the loss on that one. Obviously, yeah. Ward has been much better. Adele's down in AAA. Um, I think a second gem from Kirby plus the prospect uh, rankings, are, you know, across the board. Um, I think you're getting a. Uh, I think you're getting a lot, uh, a lot of business. I think we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be the 300s next week. Uh, Some of yeah. the chat asked you to drop Michael King for George Kirby. I definitely would. I love in a Michael New York King. minute. Yeah, I definitely. I love Michael King, but. You're talking. Uh, you're talking someone that you know, not going to get wins, not going to get saves. You know, you may have sneak some wins in there, uh, but pretty far down the saves line is a multi-inning guy. I, I'd rather have George Kirby for sure. For sure, and it's not like Kirby is like some surprise prospect. Yeah, um, he is someone we've been waiting for. It's just maybe came a little earlier than expected, but Matt Brash's struggles kind of prompted that. Yeah. Uh, another name that was uh, very prevalent in bids this week as he seems to maybe moving towards um, a starting rotation spot is Spencer Strider in Atlanta. He has been uh, he's been pretty awesome so far. Does walk too many guys, but 36% strikeout rate, a 2.16 area and 16 and a two-thirds. He threw four shutout innings earlier this week in the game at eight strikeouts. Seems like there's a chance he might end up uh, starting this week. Uh, some other pitchers are kind of falling off. The Rotowire probables, which I, I always use a lot, uh, have him. They think he, not for sure, but they think he might start Sunday or Friday against San Diego. Um, I was in the hundreds for Strider, and actually low hundreds. I actually got outbid in my main event. He went for one thirty-eight, I think. Um, this is a pretty exciting arm here in Atlanta. He is. I I didn't go so aggressive, but maybe I should have. My concern was twofold: the control and the length. Yeah. Uh, he's. He's a long strider, but uh, I, I would he, he, uh, I would love him in a in a piggyback role behind an opener. That's for sure. Oh heck yeah, and that's that's what he did do the other day. But yeah, you know, yeah. struck out eight over four. I mean that's against the Brewers. I mean a pretty credible lineup. That, that's pretty nice. Yeah, and I think he threw like sixty mid 60, 68, 65 pitches, something like that. I have to look it up. But I think he's kind. Of, they kind of marked him up to there. I don't think he's going to be a guy to be throwing 100 pitches anytime this year, but if he can get to 80, maybe give five innings, he becomes really yeah. usable. I think he's usable just a throw him out there for ratios and Ks and and hope to fall into some wins. Obviously, you hope to get situations where you get some wins, but I think he's pretty valuable um, no matter how they use him at this point because they're certainly using him enough. Or you're going to get enough Ks. The worries you get with these guys is like if they throw two innings in a week, you know, suddenly you're getting three or four Ks and that hurts. But um, he throws four to six innings a week, however they had kind of parse it out. I think it's uh, he becomes pretty valuable pretty quick. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, there were some kind of other, you know, middling pitchers out there. Um, Nick Pavetta had a good start this week. I know we've had our uh, our history and struggles with Pavetta over the years. Uh, James Caprillion with the A's first start was rough. Second start was pretty good. Obviously, pitches in a really good park was decent last year. Uh, Tyler Wells in Baltimore has two starts this week. He's pitching pretty well. Um, after the the Kirby Strider guys, uh, where were you looking for uh, in terms of helping your starting pitchers this week? Any of those three guys, or were there were there other guys that you were finding yourself kind of? Jumping uh, I, I mean, I had him a little bit on my. I didn't have Caprillion just because I I fear I'm getting hurt, and the the team context is so bad for RAs um, that. I, you know you are you're off the hook whenever you want to not be RAs. I'm I'm letting you I'm letting you pump whenever you want. <laughs> I, it's almost like you don't want me on them. If, if they're not going to be my A's, maybe not. Then you, <laughs> they certainly don't to be your A's. You're looking out for me. I appreciate you on it that. Take, it takes all my willpower not to not to tweet at people who are talking when they were eight and six about quote jumping on the bandwagon about this young and exciting team. Like come on. 
Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm trying not to be petty about stuff. Um, Dane Dunning was a guy I was looking at. Uh, he was talk a- to you about him. I, I, I can never really figure him out. What, uh, what, what do you like? Pitched well with again today against the Yankees. Uh, yeah. I, I, I fear like the bullpen's going to let him down. But and this is a guy who was, there's a lot expected of him. He, he was the primary haul in the Lance Lynn deal. Yeah, uh, right. I, I think they, they, he's graduated from tandem, starting, tandem starter status. So he, he's kind of getting stretched out a little bit more, being treated as a real starter. I, I think he's got a potential to be have some lasting staying power here. So I was going after him here. I think he wasn't available in my 15s. But he was available in my 12s. I could be wrong. I think there was maybe one spot where he was available where I did go after him a little harder. But, you know, I, I think he's just good. I think he's a good pitcher. So, you know, mo- a lot of 15s he wasn't available. So this is more for the, the, the 10 or 12 team leagues. But I think yeah. he's a solid pitcher. And that ballpark doesn't scare me. And he's not a ceiling guy, but he's had six starts. He hasn't given up more than three runs in a start. And I mean, right. that's, that's useful when talking a deeper league eighth night starter or you know eighth night pitcher in a week if he has two starts he's a good matchup um i've come around a little bit i was i uh, was one who wasn't really excited about him early i don't think there's a big ceiling but uh you know i think he's uh he's he's low at the rock weight each of the last two years um the strikeout rate's a little bit up um i'm looking at his velocity here to see what he's uh he's throwing he only throws 89 which always worries me a little bit it's dropped a little bit but mm-hmm. he's not uh, he's not a huge fastball guy he throws a lot of sliders he throws uh he does a lot of change up. He kind of he's a pretty good pitch mix guy. He throws uh, right. five pitches, uh, you know, and three of those over twenty percent of the time. So mixes it around. Um, you're right. I think that park is interesting too because I don't think that park's one that uh, you're worried about pitching. Right. Um, I, I so yeah, I got him in yogurt, and I also got uh, Oda Rizzi in yogurt too. Yeah, it was, one, it was one, one one week too late on that one. He was yeah, pretty, I know two, two was, great starts this week. Well, yeah, and they were home starts, and it was a two step, and one of them was Detroit, and he, now he's on the road, and it's at Washington, which isn't as great, but. Home, home against Texas after that. He was pretty good against Texas previously, I think. So uh, yeah, uh, I, felt, I felt a little bit dumb this week. I, you know, I saw a couple of really good players pick up Odorizzi for the for the two starts this week. And I was like, I just don't get that. And I think he played through 11 shutout innings or something like that. So it was it was a great, it was a great week for Odorizzi. Yeah, I think he just got off to a terrible start of the season. And yeah, he got off to a really terrible start to the season. But those last two starts have been so good. I don't know. I our last three starts now have been good. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I think there's and he's on a good team. You know, noteworthy Christian Javier came in relief today too. So it looks oh, like they right. scrapped the six man rotation. That that's big because there was there was lots of talk that when Javier moved in, it was to move out uh, Odorizzi maybe one two times two one two times through the rotation, not go six man. But it seemed like it worked the other way around. Yeah, and keep in mind they have an off day tomorrow too. So that might be one of the reasons why they're skipping the six man this week uh, and just going you know because they, they want to keep Verlander, Kidi, Garcia, Framber on schedule. So makes sense yeah i was in uh, i was in a little bit on tyler wells who's pitched okay for baltimore just mostly the matchup matchup he plays he has kansas city and detroit this week uh two-step uh justin mason who was actually in the chat earlier outbid me on him and i gave him some crap about that said he'd uh he, and he said he said he's getting tired about bids, so he kind of went heavy after guys and it turned out to be really smart he, he got a couple of guys this week that uh, that i missed out on but yeah um, it wasn't well, it's a home game against the royals and then at detroit yeah, so that, uh worth noting that, there that works for sure it was funny and i think I think Mountcastle hit a ball off the top of the wall in left field today in Camden. You could tell that uh, it, the I was like, that's the first ball I've like seen off the top of the wall there. And it's amazing that that little carve out makes a big difference in Camden. Ninth inning today, Barlow throws a pitch to Mancini that, you know, the guy caught on the warning track, which I think might've been off the wall or if not over the wall last year too. And that wall uh, used to be so low. Like it's just, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So, you know, 
you got to be looking for a game. You got to be seeking games out at Camden Yards now. Yeah. Uh, wasn't a big relief pitcher week. I didn't do much in terms of relievers. There were a couple, uh, couple spots where maybe I had there was a you know Duran in, in Minnesota was available in one twelve teamer. Uh, yeah. He got a couple saves this week. Although Emilio Pagan got to save today, seems like they're they're kind of mixing and matching there. But he was taking most leagues. Uh, Dylan Floro in Miami might be getting the job back. He's on his rehab assignment. Uh, Cole Solcer got smoked today by Jorge Alfaro in the ninth inning. Just hung a pitch that was absolutely murdered. Uh, really happy about that with my Trevor Rogers shares in leagues as he <laughs> lost his win with uh, with two outs in the ninth. He left the game two nothing, and I made a comment. Something like, "What are the chances the Marlins hold this pan? This lead about like two percent." And they held it the whole way till two outs in the ninth, two nothing, and then give up a three run walk off bomb. Including so. previous punching bag Anthony Bender throwing a perfect, I think sixth inning. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bass uh, had a couple strikeouts through a, like an, I think an inning and two thirds scoreless, and then Salsa just ooh, it got murdered. It was what a nice whip saw for Bender uh, owners who benched him last week for his four save week, <laughs> then see him get torched against the Diamondbacks on Wednesday, and then see him pitching in the like middle innings after that. You're like ah. Uh, yeah, he came in the sixth today. I was like, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Floro whenever he's ready. Um, I think you're right. I, I think it'll be it could be anybody in a month. I, I don't, Solcer I don't blew his chance though. That's yeah, for he sure. Did. That was a big shot for him, and he blew it pretty badly. The only other reliever I want to mention uh, this week, I think, is a pretty interesting pickup. If you're still making pickups, I actually think AJ Puck is an interesting pickup. They have nine games this week. I think he's going to get many chances to throw kind of multi inning. Uh, Lots of win opportunities for our A's. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it might be the first team in Major Baseball history to lose nine games in a week. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's pitching really well. He's got he's striking out twenty nine percent of the guys. He's got that strikeout pitch back that we saw in the minors. Um, ERA is .69 in thirteen innings. He only gave up one run all year. All the metrics look good. The walks are down. Swing strike is up thirteen percent. Uh, he may have finally found his role. I have no idea when he'll break because I think it'll be some point. Mm-hmm. But he's pitching really well right now. If you're in a deeper league. Um, I think Puck's a really good pickup, especially for the nine games this week. And I think moving forward, I think he'll someone that's give you ratio strike ratios and strikeouts, and maybe a win here and there. I don't think he's going to be the, the closer. I think they like him in this role right now, but uh, you know, could kind of end up in that. Uh, he's not Josh Hader, but kind of in that role that Hader had early in his career, maybe maybe in the second half of the year. Yeah, uh, as my colleague Chris Liss likes to say, go where the puck is moving, not where it's been. That's, so that, that is always very true when it comes to uh, when it comes to hockey. That's pretty good. Hockey yeah. playoffs right now, so that's uh, that's phenomenal good. playoffs too. By the way, um, if you're a hockey fan at all, um, it's been fun. Uh, I'll throw one other name too that Please, I, I stashed Andres Munoz this week. I, um, I I love him as a pitcher. Yeah, and the Mariners. I mean, that's not settled yet. Uh, it's far from settled. Is it weird that I kind of sneaky like a lot of guys in their pen? I like uh, well, I, I like Seawald. I like Munoz. Uh, I, there's a, I think they're Dale Castillo. Um, I kind of like it. Uh, I think that yeah. pen could kind of kind of be molded to be pretty good. I mean, that's what it was last year. I mean, it was yeah. huge last year. And then they get Mun- added Munoz to the mix. And Munoz, I mean, struck out the side today. I think it was. Uh, so I know he struggled a little bit earlier this week, but his, I, I, uh, I'm his not. K rate going into that game was thirty nine and a half percent. Is that good? And then he yeah. struck out all three guys he faced, so that only went up. Yep. Um, yeah, he's he's nasty. I mean, it's a, a little bit of walks in there, but uh, I you could see him uh, you could see him being really effective in kind of that same kind of uh, you know get uh, get your ratios and, and strikeout role that uh, you know if you need a ninth pitcher in a week that that can be really valuable. I use a couple of those guys a lot, especially with uh, you know starters not getting wins. It's uh, those guys are more valuable than they used to be. Yeah, I kind of see it similar to Camilo Duvall in San Francisco, where they went with the guy that's electric eventually over McGee. Uh, McGee didn't help matters in his own right by kind of having some bad outings recently. Have you officially dropped McGee? 
No, we didn't cut him yet, but I'm close. I'm really close. Yeah, I think Doval is uh, extending that leash pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to hit a few injury notes just because there's a couple of guys I want to talk about before we get out of here at the end. We talked about Carlos Correa a bunch earlier. We are talking about Royce Lewis and Jose Miranda. He missed the weekend. There was a report out. I think it was from your buddy Bob Nightingale that his finger was fractured. It turned out to not be. Um, Why is he my buddy? I don't know. Just That's gratuitous, like, man. Isn't he? I guess his, his son is his son a Reds guy. His son's a Reds his guy. His son right? is yeah. the beat writer for Cincinnati Inquirer. Yes. Yeah, so I, I the pretty, son's that, better actually. Son's what you just good. told me pretty much makes him your boy. Okay. That's like a good connection right there. Um, okay. But so suddenly the fracture wasn't there. No surprise that uh, that Bob was wrong on something. But um, out this weekend, he's unlikely to play on Tuesday. Um, I guess uh, you could play Royce Lewis for the first half of the week and probably don't play Correa the first half of the week. Is that where you'd fall with this? Yeah. Do you ever, do you get the feeling that this is one of those uh, screw it, we're going to put him on the IL situations? Yeah, and that's why I kept my bids in on Lewis because I would not be surprised if they were like, you know what, let's just give him five or six more days. He's already missed. It'll be four games by that point. Like, why not give him the rest of the week and kind of just figure sure. it out rather than pushing it? So, um, I would not be surprised if that happened. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, I, I hope Bob is not validated on this one. Let's just put it that way because that's bad for the game. Agreed too. I think that uh, you want uh, Carlos Correa, especially playing defense, is very fun to watch. Uh, Luis Castillo for your Reds. I have a lot of Reds people. Uh, he's returning on Monday. Uh, I assume if you have Luis Castillo in league, you are full on starting him this week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah, it's two starts this week, and the second one's at Pittsburgh. What are we doing if you're not starting him? Uh, agreed. I, you know, some people are a little worried when the first coming off, but uh, with the Pittsburgh starting there, you got to do it. Uh, we mentioned you on Mancata returning Monday, uh, so get him in your lineup if that's someone that you have on your team. Um, Byron Buxton is day to day with a, hit, a right hip strain. Uh, he either homers or gets hurt every game. It seems like, um, but I think that uh, they don't play. We're talking about Korea. They don't play Monday. They play Tuesday. So hopefully you have somebody you can kind of have in his place for Tuesday. If he's in the lineup, obviously you want Buxton in there. Um, other than that, a lot of Clippers. Uh, Marcus Stroman went in the IL uh, prior to his start tonight, undisclosed. So it, it seems like it's a, a COVID IL. We don't know the details yep. if he's positive or just uh, you know close contacts. So we'll get some more info there at some point. Um, Chris Sale uh, is behind schedule a couple weeks on his rehab. It's a non-baseball medical issue. It sounds like uh, we're looking at another uh, two or three weeks later than we thought, though, on sale. Though we're probably looking towards more towards July than June, if, uh, if I'm reading that correctly. All right. And there's already mystery uh, shrouding uh, this injury in the first place there. Yeah. Um, I think that when they say it, it's the rib injury is the non-baseball medical injury, I think. But I don't know for sure. I mean, is this, point set, is, is this the one setback you'd need to drop him in a league? If I had him in a league to drop, yeah. I think it's just for me too. He was actually available in one of my online championships and I didn't even put a bid in on. Him. So that'll, that'll answer that question for me. I, just think it's, I, I think it's too far along. I think we're looking, when you're looking at July and we're in early May, like if I can sneak him through maybe a month, I'll do it. Probably somebody else will do it before me, but I, I'm fine kind of missing that. Yeah. Until then he'll have to sit there on the waiver wire and think about what he's done. Absolutely. Uh, Steven Strasburg scheduled to pitch a two inning SIM game this week. Sounds like we're not seeing him until June. Uh, I assume he's a hold. I, I, I didn't take him anywhere. I didn't really want to deal with this. I knew it, I figured it would be June. Um, I guess he's a hold, but I'm not really interested in picking him up at the moment either. Nope, not not interested. Let's talk about some uh, talk about some players. Uh, Zach Gallon is someone that's uh, just friggin' dealing right now. Another really good game today. Seven innings, five hits, seven strikeouts on Sunday. Uh, pushes ERA under one. He was someone that was kind of falling in drafts. 
Uh, you know, everybody's excited about him after 2020, and last year was not very good. Uh, ERA was about 4-3, and the whip was 1-3. Uh, Gallon's been great so far. 28 innings, .95 ERA. Uh, are we seeing a? Uh, are we seeing that uh, 2021 maybe is an outlier for him? And those 2019 and 2020 numbers were pretty real. Don't let pitchers bat. I think that's the uh, the answer to that one. Uh, fastball is up. That's one of the things I like. Going into today, it was 94.4. It was 93.4 the year before. Uh, yeah, I'm encouraged. Uh, I'd like to see a higher strikeout percentage, a little bit more swing and miss. Uh, swing and miss was like at like 10 and a half going into today, but. Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue uh, with the uh, excellent results. Uh, home run to fly ball ratio of zero, which means it's null set, not not a number, uh, but means he hasn't given up a home run. Yeah. But uh, he looks good. He looks really good. Yeah, uh, Diamondbacks mean, are over 500, by the way. They're, they're kind of a weirdly fun like team to watch, too. Like I would never have guessed that, but I find myself as I flip over dying games. They're, they're usually competitive. They play hard. They got some good pitchers. They got some fun guys. Alec Thomas changes that too. Uh, you know, Varsho, obviously I love David Peralta. We've talked about that for many years. Um, and Cattell Marte hasn't even hit yet. So they might be, uh, they may be a team that can hang around for a little bit. I mean, they obviously can't compete with the top three teams. That's a tough division, but um, it'd be fun to see them hang around with a little bit. I kind of like their team more than I thought I would. Yeah. I'm still, still kind of tough offensively to watch. I yeah. think they've had a, a decent week, but. Before this week, their offense was bottom two uh, in yeah. baseball, and they kind of woke up this week a little bit there. And getting Thomas, yes, you're right, does make them better. Yeah, and I, I mean, you, you think Marte is going to hit at some point, although we're a month in, he has not yet, but uh, you got to hope that uh, he gets it going a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of someone who has not gotten it going, uh, Trevor Story in Boston has been oh. a, a really rough start, Boston-wise, baseball-wise, real-world-wise, fantasy-wise. Uh, we're a month in now, and I can actually say that because the eight season started April 7th. He has zero home runs. He has one stolen base hitting 202. Um, obviously, if you took Story, you took him in the you know late second, early third, mid-third, whatever it was in, in your draft, depending on how big your league is. I think you just have to leave him in there and start him every day. But, boy, is that tough to stomach looking at zero home runs through a full month. Yeah, striking out a third of the time. Um, you know, strikeouts have always been a part of Trevor Story's game. Uh, but you had the payoff. You had things that are were worth it. You had the power and the speed. Yep. Zero homers, one stolen base, and you know, I you know the the whole narrative. If you want to go narrative on Trevor's story, the way the season devolved last year with him, yep. you know, with the Rockies and why they didn't trade him, and oh, he's hurt. That see also why they didn't trade him. Uh, you know, it just and then signs a big contract nonetheless this off season. And the team's off to a terrible start along with him, which makes it even worse. Puts a lot of pressure on him. And first time that he's actually had to really face that scrutiny. Now, I think in the long run, he's fine. I think he's a buy low. Uh, I think this is a buy when there's blood in the streets. If you're in a trade league. Yeah. Uh, He's not, you know, I don't, all but the, you know, all but the thinnest of leagues are there. No one's going to cut him. But if they do swoop in, pick him up. For sure. It's a cost-free acquisition in that case. Get them on the cheap if you can. We have seen a lot of guys really struggle that first month with a new team, and that's all we're at is one month here. And I think that – but you look at it, I mean, the hard hit rate's down, uh, swing strike rate's up, strikeouts are up, and there's a lot of of bad stuff here. But I think that that kind of feels to me like he's pressing. I think he's trying to 
hit a five run homer every time he's up. He's hearing about it as much as you know, everybody's talking about how much he's struggling. You mentioned Boston, like it's it's more ramped up there than almost any place that isn't New York um, or Philadelphia, maybe. But like the pressure there is huge. The Red Sox huge. That you mentioned the offense has been brutal with you know that top six is all big name guys. They've, it's just been a really rough stretch. Um, if I were in a league that had trading, I'd probably try and make an offer of Trevor Story tomorrow and see what I could get. I don't think uh, I don't think whoever took him is going to trade him for pennies on the dollar quite yet. But if you get a seventy-five cents on the dollar tomorrow, I'd probably do it. Yeah, I mean, I think you should try to. These are you know you want to win these incremental trades and and you want to win you know whether it's free agent bids or trades in a trade league you know churn churn more the more. Tr- if you're, if we we tend to think we're better at evaluating talent than our competitors. That's the reason why we we play fantasy sports. Yep. Well, and especially if trading is one of them. Well, the more trades you make, the better you're gonna you're gonna make some bad trades every once in a while. Sometimes yep. that buy low doesn't come through, but more often than not, you do that in volume, it's gonna work. So it's a good segue to our next guy on the list, uh, Marcus Semyon, obviously a favorite of mine oh. from his Oakland days. And it's weird we could talk about the the story. It was story like, oh, he signed a big contract. Maybe he's feeling the pressure, but like. Last year was a pressure field year for him. He went, he signed a one year deal, kind of yeah. bet on himself after leaving the A's, and he was awesome. He had 45 home runs, 15 stolen bases. Granted, playing in Toronto in that lineup, but we're a month in. It's been a rough. He's another guy, similar to story. Zero home runs. He have two stolen bases, so he's doubled up story there, but hit a buck 79. Uh, swing strike rates uh, up. The, the, the hard hit rate is way down. That's, That's the thing. thing. It's the quality of contact that scares me. And he that 2020 year he had in Oakland where he kind of just – it was the short season and you felt like he felt every single at-bat was super pressure-filled. Like he was going for a contract and mm-hmm. they, he just he was horrible. And there was no hard contact. The year before he was great. He was a top five in the MVP voting in 2019. Um, this 2022 really looks like the 2020 so far. Hard hit rate's down at 24%. 3.8% barrel rate's brutal. It's a month in. I get it. Um, he's not striking out a lot, but uh, it's been rough. The Babbitt's 218. That's going to go up, but he's got to find some hard contact that's going to work out. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's 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 rough right now. Right now, I feel like he's trying to justify that contract. Right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like he's pressing because of that. I don't think more. I think more often than not, struggles occur because players try too hard, not because they try they don't try enough after getting that big contract. They want to justify that contract. And if there's one thing I know about Semyon, there will not be a day where he's not giving 100%. There's the, the, he was right. the hardest work in Oakland for many, many years. He came to Oakland. He was a horrendous defensive shortstop. Got a ton of crap for his first year. That made so many errors. Could not yeah. throw the ball the first. Couldn't field it. Worked with Ron Washington like three hours before. But like the, the clips of him and the stories about him are insane. So that's definitely not it. But it's something going on right now because it, it is really rough if you took him in the end of the third round or where he was going to, at the end of drafts. For sure. I got to tell you, I'm surprised uh, by some, one thing so far this week. Uh, Ronald Acuna has four stolen bases. I think Ugh. you and I probably talked about this, and I was I was definitely on board with, like, I don't think I take him because I don't think he runs for the first month he's there. Uh, yeah. Even if he comes back and he's hitting, he'll DH and won't run. Uh, he might be a robot or something like that, but four stolen bases already is uh, is definitely jumped off the page. He had a home run that the other day when he fell down after the home run, too. Yeah, he won from his knees, basically. Pretty or, good with or the dead the ball. Down, yeah. Um, there's not much to say about Acuna. Uh, I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's, yeah, I'm happy he's running. I love – I mean, there's so many young players that I love that MLB does not do enough to market. That we got so many good players in the game. You know, Everybody's talking about the ball instead of all the good players. It frustrates the hell out of me. But um, I love that Acuna's back, and he looks fully back. He does. He does. Which I did not expect off the bat like that, considering he got hurt in, in August or whatever it was. Yep. Ron Ad Acuna, because I took his L uh, again. Um, yeah, he, he's – yeah, we have we 
we have the this this won't age well tweet you know all queued up i did we did a segment on sirius xm where i basically said i wasn't drafting i thought it was going too early and they did a little cut of that and tweeted it out and everything so i i'm surprised it hasn't been thrown back in my face yet but maybe it's because i got it out in front of it i don't know it, it's just i was aggressively wrong so far he is running it's a combo get out in front of it it's a combo of you admit when you're wrong it's a combo of people really like you so it's it's a, yeah, good, it's nice. a good it's a good combo of all those things but you admit when you're wrong which Doing this, everybody's going to be. And if you're not, that means you're not really saying anything very interesting because if you're not going to be wrong on stuff, you're not really taking any stands and you kind of have to in these, when we're talking about players and you're going to have some, going to have some losses in there. Yeah, for sure. We kind of talked about the other guys I wanted to hit. We talked about Torkelson earlier. Um, do you think Torkelson sticks? Do you think they send him back down? What do you kind of think they do with him? Cause it's uh He's got a couple of monster home runs we talked about earlier. He's got three home runs, but I mean, one, one sixty seven with a strikeout at 34%. Um, the leash can't be that long, right? For them to maybe give him a couple weeks uh, down in AAA. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, think about it this way. Who's he holding back? Who, who, who's like the better, who's a better player that they, they could be getting more playing time. Spencer Torkelson wasn't playing. Nobody. Somewhere. I just maybe figure they may want to just give him a mental 10 day break and go. That that would be the only reason why. I mean, have go to hit AAA run. for 10 days, go mash, come back and let's, let's get after yeah. it. You know, it's just, I'm sure at this point, he struck out three times in three in three at bats today. I just, I think he's probably, uh, it'd be impossible for him, but not to be in his head at the moment. Yeah, that's true. I mean, his contact rate going into today was sixty two and sixty two point seven. So, eek. Yeah, maybe he he'd benefit from that. Yeah, I think maybe just a, a mental two week break to kind of figure stuff out. And that happens just, all the time in the course does. of baseball. It does. I mean, I mean it's. It hitting. I think what we've seen this year, if we've done nothing else, is that walking in, no matter how good a prospect you are, walking in, hitting, and and then you throw the dead ball in there. It's 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 not easy. Yeah, spring training ain't it. You know, it's just yeah. you got you know, great. You want a job out of there, but now what do you yeah. do? In spring, you face uh, you know, you have one that bat against good pitcher, and then you face a bunch of triple and double a guys, right. and you match. It's a it's a big difference, but it is. Anybody else that you want to talk about? Can we kind of hit everybody that uh, at some point yeah. that's a podcast that I had uh, listed to talk about? Uh, we talked a lot about free agency and all the fun guys that came up. Anybody else that uh, is on your mind or you have any thoughts for this week that uh, that I, we didn't hit? No, I think we're we're pretty thorough there. I'm pretty good with what we're uh, right at this point here. Beautiful. Well said. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. There was a lot of people watching. We have a, yep. a bunch of people watching right now, a bunch of people asking questions. Sorry I didn't get to all of them. Sometimes I jump around a little bit. It's hard to kind of go back to it, but I think we kind of hit most of everything. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening, everybody for watching. If yep. uh, you're watching live or listening on the podcast, obviously we appreciate both of those. If you want to just follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. We'll be talking a lot of, uh, a lot of baseball in there. You might have to deal with a little bit of basketball talk from me this week, especially because the Warriors are in the playoffs in the moment. Um, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll be a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball, um, so we'll be uh, we're looking forward to that. Thanks everybody for the nice comments in the chat. And Jeff looks like he has one another comment to make. Yeah, uh, check out gaming golf. You know, ah. guys, we've been doing a lot of good work on the golf side of things. Scott Genstad, his betting sheet had the top three guys this week, including it was, pretty, it was, it was, a, it was a pretty good week. And uh, Max Homa was forty. I, had, I we talked about forty to one in the podcast. I actually didn't get him at forty four to one, but. Uh, there was a point where I had one, two, and three, and it was pretty nice not having to worry about the back nine. It doesn't happen very often, but it was a, it was a fun one. So I appreciate, it. I appreciate that plug there. Yeah, and and we're trying to grow an audience there. So uh, if yeah. you play fantasy golf at all, please give give us a chance. Uh, check it out. 
had all three of the guys in my uh, my DraftKings lineup too. Unfortunately, my uh, my cheap guy withdrew with uh, some sort of injury. So that yeah. uh, and Jeff Cash- Ritter is also excellent on there too. Yeah, Jeff, too. Jeff is good and fun to listen to too. So yeah, if anybody, yeah. we do that on uh, Tuesday afternoons on the on the gaming golf side. So yeah, if you do want to uh, jump in for that, even if you don't haven't played fancy golf, you just like it. Uh, we talk a lot of uh, kind of general golf stuff too. So it's uh, it's fun and you know good sports to bet on too. Indeed. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. As always, uh, we will be back at you next Sunday. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the A's win a game this week, and I don't have to I don't have to rip on them as much as I did today. But uh, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday.